Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Oh my goodness. Here we are. It's the end of the year. Not the last podcast of the year, but it's the coming up just a few days before Christmas here, 2022. For those who will listen later at this point, we're 11 years in. Yeah, 11 years of doing this podcast. By the way, I'm going to mention just before I pray that um, I believe iTunes only holds 300 episodes in a podcast. So we have two podcasts, A Course in Miracles and A Course in Miracles Archive. So there are getting close to 300 episodes in A Course in Miracles Archive. So we've got more than 570 episodes now. And if you'd like to get all of them, like uh, there's a bunch with Gary Renard and Ken Wapnick and John Mundy, David Hoffmeister, all kinds of people. And I think uh, a lot of those are in the A Course in Miracles Archive podcast. So I encourage you to listen to that as well. And as always, anytime you give us a rating, that just helps us. And when I say us, I guess I mean me and Jesus. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So grateful. So grateful to place my hand on my heart. My name is Jennifer Hadley, and... I love A Course in Miracles, I love the truth, and I am endeavoring to value the truth in each and every moment, to give up all stories, all dysfunction, all attachments to projections and perceptions and illusions. I am grateful that we are rising up above the battlefield, so grateful, so thankful for the love that we share, the love that we are, that we're already as holy as holy can be. We cannot be made any more holy. So we are relaxing into our wholeness and our holiness. So, so very grateful for this journey, this adventure in truth, in love, in freedom, in harmony, So grateful, so grateful. We share the benefits with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Ah, yes. I am so very grateful. I say that every time that uh, I'm recording a new episode, but it is how I feel every day of my life. If you listen to my daily prayers that I publish, there's a whole other podcast called Prayer for Today. 
Uh, also, or you can sign up for my daily shot of spiritual espresso with inspiration and prayer. And uh, in those, at jenniferhadley.com, in those, I just can't help myself. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. My life has changed so much. And our topic today is... What did I call it? Family conflict elimination. Family conflict elimination. It's something I know a lot about. I think it's something you know a lot about. And it's something that we're continuously interested in, eliminating any family conflict. Uh, I've been a spiritual counselor now for a couple decades And uh, it's so funny, back at Agape in the 90s when I was studying to be a practitioner, I would look at the folks who had been a practitioner for 10 years and I'd think, oh, wow, I can't wait till I get to that place, being a practitioner for 10 years, a prayer practitioner for 10 years. So now more than 20 years on, I, I'm I'm understanding it. I'm understanding, yes, what I was looking forward to. Now I'm there. And beyond anything I thought I could ever accomplish in the great joy is is that I I didn't accomplish it really. I let spirit do it. But I practiced my willingness. And the more I practice the willingness, the more effective I am in the willingness, the more the transformation occurs. And what I'm very clear about is sometimes it is, or it feels impossible to be willing. Sometimes it feels like We just want to be angry. We just want to be hurt. We just want to be disappointed. We just want to go to what is familiar. I just did this wonderful, magnificent class called Grieving Through the Holidays. Two weeks before, I had no intention to do it, no thought to do it. Spirit gave it to me, and we did it, and it was exceptional. I'm so glad we did it. And we talked a lot about shifting the vibration and how there can be an attachment to feeling sad, to feeling depressed, feeling angry, and and that we keep choosing it again and again and again. And I think one of the most challenging teachings in A Course of Miracles for us to hear is the responsibility for sight. I am responsible for what I see, and I choose the feelings I would have. And I know I just said this recently. I've said it many times in recent episodes. I'm just going to say it again because we miss it. We miss it. Even though we hear it, uh, we miss it because we don't really wish to implement it. Because implementation is the thing. Uh, as I've said, it's 
it it was shocking to me when I finally grokked, oh my God, I've been teaching these principles for years and I'm not living them. A little bit, yes, I am. But there are basic fundamental truths that I say I believe, yet I do not live them. If I don't live them, I must not actually know that they are true. I just am familiar with the statements, with the thoughts. Like all thought produces form at some level. And that... The truth sets us free. If we don't value the truth, it doesn't set us free. We have to value the truth. That's what sets us free. Understanding the responsibility for sight, that we, it's not that we necessarily, with our thinking, are responsible for the generation of everything we see all by ourselves, although there is only one. The thing for us to focus on is not some kind of blame that we are so devilish that we've created this horrific mess in our family or so devilish that we've created a war, a world with war and all of that. Because that is judgment and blame and shame and guilt and none of that is helpful. But so often we're so familiar with it. It is the vibration that we grew up with. Blame and shame and anger and resentment and hurt and guilt, 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 guilt. Because that's so familiar to us, we keep regenerating it, regenerating it. And that becomes the environment that we feel most comfortable in simply because it's the most familiar. And so we just keep recreating it, we could say, regenerating it wherever we go, whether we're just in a grocery store uh, or we're in line uh, at the mall to buy a Christmas gift. No matter what's going on, standing in Starbucks or waiting in traffic or whatever it is, we are going to be drawn to that. We are going to be focusing on that. So I'm responsible for the way I see things. I'm responsible for my projections. It's so helpful to recognize, ah, this is the vibration I feel most comfortable with. Because I can remember in times in my life when I felt most comfortable with anger, I felt most comfortable with sadness, I felt most comfortable with hurt. And so I was just generating it everywhere I went, at work, at home, with family, with friends, with boyfriends, with whatever was going on, walking down the street. I think of Dustin Hoffman in Midnight Cowboy slamming his hand on the car saying, hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) 
right? He, he took that energy, that frustration, et cetera, that he had everywhere he went. And so we choose the feelings we would have because it's familiar, because we're working stuff out. And even if it looks like we're spiraling down lower and lower, we are still working stuff out. One of the most challenging things for us as spiritual beings having a human experience is to take responsibility for our view of things, for our perceptions of things, and for the feelings that we choose. Because we do not believe that we choose the feelings we would have. I think I've shared before that one time I was in an argument with my mother a long time ago. I was a spiritual student at the time. I think I may even have been a practitioner or in the practitioner training. And I I didn't realize it, but I had spiked a fever. I was coming down with the flu, so I was kind of um, not as grounded as I might have been. And my mother said, oh, you make me feel so, I forget what. And I said, oh, I have the power to make you feel things? Okay, joy. I want you to feel joy now. Unbridled joy, now and forever. Just feel the joy. Go ahead. I can make you feel things. I'm making you feel joy right now. Go, go, mom, go. She didn't appreciate it, of course. We, we think that we make other people feel things. I mean, we think that we, we do. And we also think that other people make us feel things. That's not taking responsibility. It's really not. So one of the most challenging things we can do to help ourselves, it is challenging, is to say, okay, I am going to take responsibility for my perceptions, for my interpretations, for the meaning I make of things, for the way I see people. If we are actually, for real, a spiritual student who's committed to the truth, who actually values the truth, not sometimes, But endeavoring to value it all the time, we cannot accuse other people for our perceptions and our projections. And we can't even try to change them. It's not helpful to us to try to change other people. And most spiritual students want to do that. I remember in, in, when I graduated from ministerial school, I had a wonderful opportunity to uh, speak to the congregation that was gathered that day. You know, 
I don't know how many it was, a thousand or more people and at Agape. And I one of the things I quoted was Reverend Michael, who told a story, I'm not going to tell it right now, and he said, and this is the upshot of the story, people say that spiritual students lack ambition. But the truth is, spiritual students are the most ambitious of all because they would like to change the entire world. And what we know as Course in Miracles students is we are the salvation of the world. So let's remember that. Let's value that as a fundamental truth when we're with our loved ones. I am the salvation of the world. I am that I am within me is the salvation of the world. So instead of trying to lift our family up from the level of our personality, let's tune up to that higher vibrational stream of beingness that is our higher Holy Spirit self. And let us walk and talk and think and be as that higher Holy Spirit self. All that it takes is the willingness to do it. Our higher self will draw us up if we're willing. Now, here's the catch, right? Here's the catch. That vibration is not what we're used to. It's unfamiliar. So here's our prayer. Let me feel comfortable and familiar at home in the high vibration of my higher Holy Spirit self at all times, in all situations. Let me say that again. As our prayer... I am willing to feel comfortable at home in the vibration of my higher Holy Spirit self. I am willing, I desire, I choose, I'd like to feel comfortable walking and talking and living and being and projecting the vibration of my higher Holy Spirit self. I am that I am, and ever shall it be so. I am willing to be the salvation of the world, right here, right now. And as it says in the truly helpful prayer, I don't have to wonder what to say or what to do, where to go when to go, why to go, none of that do I need to figure out or understand. I only need to be willing because the one who sent me will direct me. And I'm content to go whenever and wherever, however, 
I'm directed. And in that, I am being healed. I am recognizing that in truth, I am already whole. The idea that I'm not whole, perfect, and complete is an illusion. I am one with the Creator. How could I not be complete? God itself is complete. How could I be incomplete if I am part of God? How could something be missing from me, within me, inside of me, if I am one with the Creator, which is eternally, perfectly, infinitely whole? You see, there's no logic there. That is one of the beautiful things about A Course in Miracles, is Jesus always takes us back to the logic. Always takes us back to the logic. Now, I am here only to be truly helpful. When I'm complaining, when I'm in regret, when I'm in resentment, when I'm in any negative emotion, I have forgotten why I have come. Let me remember why I've come. There's the prayer. Simple. Nothing so complicated. You're feeling so frustrated. You'd like to burn the house down and take everybody with you. Just everyone. That's how I used to feel so often when I was a child, when I was a teenager. I would feel so frustrated. I didn't know how to say how I was feeling. I didn't know how to get help with how I was feeling. I didn't know how to deal with how I was feeling. I would feel so frustrated, so upset, that I literally wanted to burn the house down with everyone in it and then kill myself. I I didn't know how to do anything. So I would just get so angry and so upset, throwing tantrums, provoking everyone around me. Because that was, to me, the mental equivalent of burning the house down. I will make you so upset. I just felt so powerless over my own emotions, my own beingness. And it felt so frustrating to me. It felt so scary to me that I could only spin out until the energy was exhausted and I couldn't go any further. I'd just end up on my bed or on the floor feeling like a worthless, insane banshee. And I'd do the same thing when I was older, provoking boyfriends till they were screaming at me and I was screaming at them. Not all the time, but enough that I came to believe that there's something horribly, horribly wrong with me. I didn't understand, but now I do. So I don't ever go to that place anymore. I don't ever go to that place. There are times when I begin to feel that kundalini fire starting to rise in a, in a challenged way, but it's so slight compared to what it used to be. And this is 
the way that we can go. We don't have to live as victims of circumstance, victims of our emotion, victims of depression, victims of feeling suicidal, victims of uh, addictive compulsive tendencies. We do not have to do that. That is not our way. It's not. It's not. Mm. So we can practice this. Given you some great practice so far, and uh, I'm coming up to the break, so I will be giving you some more ways to practice in the second half of this. I would like to say that I've got two things happening now. Masterful Living Registration is open. Our next bonus with Masterful Living, it comes with so many bonuses. It's like you get almost everything uh, that I've got when you sign up for Masterful Living. It's such a comprehensive program. Uh, Masterful Living registration is open, and we the next bonus that's live with me is New Year Reboot, which begins on January 2nd. It's a five-part program that begins on January 2nd, Monday, January 2nd. If you're interested in Masterful Living this year, I know you may have been listening for a while. Come join us. Come join us. You can always leave if it's not for you, but you may just find that this is the program you've been looking for, as so many do. All the details are at jenniferhadley.com. At least give yourself uh, a chance by booking an exploratory call with one of the spiritual counselors. They can answer all your questions. Yes, come check us out, jenniferhadley.com. My name is Jennifer Hadley. I love A Course in Miracles, and I'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. My name is Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles. And specifically this week, we're talking about family conflict elimination. So one of the key things here is to decide, as I like to say, to be that fulcrum point of healing in your family and realize that you're one with God and one with God is a majority. So you don't have to in any way uh, wait for something magical to happen within you. You don't. You don't have to wait for something magical to happen in your level of spiritual maturity or spiritual sovereignty. You don't have to wait until you have a pristine awareness of the truth. None of that do you have to do. Simply in the moment, do not rely on your personality and your intellect. I find that this is one of the most challenging things for spiritual students. I spent, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 years studying the science of mind teachings. And, and I probably spent a few other years just 
listening to them, attending services at Agape, and all of that was wonderful. It was wonderful, really wonderful for me, very, very helpful. And I love the science of mind teachings. They are so helpful to me even now. I love the the beautiful, beautiful preciousness of what Ernest Holmes has brought to the world. And still, what I notice is a lot of science of mind folks, a lot of A Course in Miracles folks, and a lot of the Buddhist folks that I know, because I know a lot of Buddhists, a lot of spiritual students in different ways of studying, they are very much in their intellect, not in their heart. So for me, when I began studying A Course in Miracles, which started in 2006, that was the year I graduated from ministerial school. So that's when I was like, okay, I finally have some mental bandwidth now. Um, now that I've completed the practitioner training and the ministerial training, I've graduated, I'm licensed, I feel like I have some intellectual bandwidth to focus on A Course in Miracles. I immediately fell in love with those teachings as, started, as soon as I started reviewing them. And what I did was I didn't start with the lessons right away. I started reading the workbook. That's where I began. And just dipping in and out of the the textbook, rather. That's where I began. And I started to grab onto certain statements of truth. And same as I started to dip into the workbook, uh, I really glommed onto, the first one that I really glommed onto was Love Holds No Grievances. Lesson 68. And it's still my favorite lesson. Love holds no grievances. Now, other lessons, as I've talked about many times, lesson 25, I don't know what anything is for, uh, really helped me change my life so, so much because I was so attached to making meaning of things and interpreting things and thinking that I knew what every blessed thing was for because I was so intensely judgmental. But recognizing that I don't know what anything is for uh, came from being willing to give up the grievances. So fundamentally, the more we're willing to give the grievances up to the higher Holy Spirit for healing, right? those grievances are 100% the result of thinking we know what everything is for. They are the grievances are 100% the result of interpreting things and projecting responsibility for how we feel and how we interpret and how we make meaning onto other people and thinking they make us feel things. So 
one of the fundamental things I teach in Masterful Living, all of these things, but we have practices that we use to help us. And it's too extensive to go into here, but it's not hard. It's not difficult. It's just about being consistent. And being consistent is the number two characteristic of God's teachers. Jesus calls it being honest. Honesty is the number two characteristic. Trust is number one. But we're not going to trust that higher Holy Spirit self if we are attached to the meaning we made of things. And if we are attached to the meaning we made of things, catch this, if we're attached to the meaning we made of things, and who among us is not, (laughs) then we're going to be upset. We're going to blame it on other people. And we're not really going to understand why we're upset and that we're never upset for the reason we think. We will not accept that as the truth if we prefer to blame ourselves or feel guilty or feel ashamed or blame somebody else. If that's the vibration we feel most comfortable with, we're not going to allow ourselves to rise up for more than a moment. So this is the key thing that I'd like to offer you today in this moment now. And that is that when you do, as I was suggesting earlier in the first part, handing it up to the higher Holy Spirit self, declaring your willingness to be only helpful, truly helpful and to give up trying to figure out what to say or what to do but instead being willing to value the truth and to hold the higher vibration you will start to wobble in holding that higher vibration we do it's just like if you're going to the gym and you're lifting weight, or let's say you're doing downward dog and yoga, something like that, you're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel tired. You're going to want to put the weight down. You're going to want to get on your knees and rest instead of holding that push-up, that plank, that downward dog, whatever feels difficult too much, you don't have the strength for it yet. That is the time to turn it over to spirit. When you start to wobble, when you start to feel like you're going to collapse, you can't hold this weight, you can't do this, you don't have the strength, you don't have the training, you don't have the stamina, you're feeling it's too much, and you want to give up, I can't do it. I want to give up. You're working from your personality. If this is what's happening spiritually, you're in your personality, which is normal. 
completely normal. You're not doing something wrong. You're approaching your life and the moment, your experience in that moment, the way everybody does. And anyone particularly who hasn't had the training to hold it differently. But we're in a mind training experience. We're in a heart training experience. So think of the Grinch whose heart grew 10 sizes that day or whatever it was, right? And boom, bursts the, um, the, the measuring device that can see the size of his heart. So that's what we're doing. We're bursting past our comfort level because our comfort level is not about feeling uh, wonderful and loving and expansive. It's about our comfort level is we've grown comfortable with this level of discomfort. We've grown comfortable with this level of guilt and shame and blame and regret and resentment and anger and fear and doubt and worry and anxiety and depression. So this is what I see folks in Masterful Living, Finding Freedom, the different programs I do. They are able to shift what they can feel comfortable with very quickly. It surprises them. So one of the most common things that people are saying to me right now in Masterful Living is we're in the final week or so of the year, the one of the most common things that people are saying to me is, I don't get as upset anymore. I'm much happier now. There's more love in my family now. We're, everybody's getting along better. Uh, I'm enjoying my life so much more. I can't let myself be angry for, ver- for more than a moment. I, where I used to get angry and I would stew on things for weeks or months, now I can't even do a day. So the reason is, is because they are training themselves to hold a different vibration, working with spirit, not the personality. Now, here's one of the most beautiful things in my life, is every single one of these people that I talk with, when I ask them this question, at the beginning of the year, did you think you would be able to do this. They laugh and they say, oh, definitely not. No, no. In fact, I expect it to fail. But now they're not only doing it for themselves, by modeling it, they're teaching their whole family how to do it. So this is the number one way to eliminate family conflict. Now, the crux of it is to see your family differently. So this is what I do. This is what I've trained, been trained to do. It it came from my training as a prayer practitioner, but I have really 
implemented it. And I now train the prayer practitioners and the counselors and the teachers in the Power of Love ministry how to do it as well. And they are succeeding in doing it, not because I am brilliant, but because this is applying the teaching. So that's what walking the talk and living the love does. It recalibrates us to being able to hold the higher vibration and feel more and more comfortable with it to the point where, and this is so important to understand, to the point where you are no longer comfortable in the lower vibration. Almost everybody who comes into Masterful Living feels that shift. And that's what these people are telling me all the time now. I say, what, why, why are you not getting so angry anymore? Why are you not having these long periods of depression anymore? Why is that not happening for you? And they say, oh, now I know I can shift out of it. I know how to shift out of it. I have the tools to shift out of it. And I can't stand it anymore. I'm not comfortable there anymore. I don't want to be there anymore because I know I don't have to be. Now, people who don't practice, why is that not true for everyone in Masterful Living? Not everyone practices it to the level that they make that shift. But they can repeat. And and that's what some people do. They come back again. They do the the program again. And then some people, I now have year two and year three and year four, and year four never ends because people will stay in these Masterful Living programs for years and years and years because they're getting so much out of it, because we're practicing together as a group. And what I see across the board is people are bringing their whole family with them. They're bringing their friends with them. They're bringing their co-workers with them. So this is what it means when it says, I am here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent the one who sent me. So we are that already. We are pretending that we're something else. We're believing that we're something else. We're deluded that we're something else. So we don't have to figure out how to undo it, but we do have to be willing to undo it to see ourselves and everyone else differently. And why everyone in our life is our salvation is because it is the very demanding practice. It is a very demanding spiritual practice. In fact, I know no more demanding spiritual practice than the spiritual practice of being able to look at your loved ones and see the Christ in them. So I don't know anyone who begins this journey, myself included, who has clue one, how to see the Christ in others. I did not know how to see the Christ in others. My job was not to know how. My job was to allow it to occur, to allow myself to step back from my attachments to the meaning I made of things, to my interpretations of things, and to be willing to recognize the truth. Now, here's another aspect of taking responsibility, okay? 
Brace yourself. <laughs> Brace yourself. It took me a long time to be able to just accept that this was the truth. So brace yourself. You, you may get it immediately. Sometimes I feel like I was an incredibly slow learner for the purpose of really understanding how it can be so difficult sometimes. Because, hey, I'm 63 years old now. And when I started my spiritual studies, I was 26. Okay? So (laughs) more than half my life, I have been doing this. But since I realized what it teaches in A Course in Miracles and being rigorous for just love holds no grievances, my, my spiritual practice just went Boom! It exploded. And what it exploded was the what uh, my, <clears throat> my teacher calls concretized thought. I just love that as an expression. The behaviors and belief patterns that are so sticky. So what I love is that the folks in Masterful Living are doing what I've asked them to do, which is be willing to prove that God works in your life. Be willing to prove that spiritual principle works in your life. It's not magic. Nobody is special. Everyone is perfect love already. We already have what it takes. It's pre-installed. It's the very nature of our true identity. So it's valuing the truth, valuing our holiness, being willing to give up our projections and our perceptions. Our brothers and sisters are our salvation because it is easier for us to see our brothers and sisters our mothers and fathers, our children, our friends, our co-workers, everyone in our life, it's easier to see them as perfect, as beautiful, as radiant love, and to withdraw our projections from them than it is to do it for ourselves. So by practicing doing it for others, we learn to do it for ourselves. So that is an it, a, a, an essential part of my programs is teaching people tools and tips and, and ways and methods to actually do that, to have the living practice of that. Because then you go from being the person at the gym who can't hold plank for five seconds or who can't lift the weight at all or who's struggling to be in the downward dog or whatever it is to being the person who can hold a greater and greater capacity. So it's the greater and greater capacity to resist the attack thoughts, whether you're attacking yourself or someone else. This is the true application of A Course in Miracles. Sattva, my kitty, is just going nuts today. (laughs) You can hear that in the background. So... We don't have to figure out how to do it. We just have to be willing. We don't have to figure out how. We learn to allow 
that higher Holy Spirit self within us, our true nature, our true identity, is not attracted to the blame and the shame and the regret and the resentment. But we are not used to that frequency. We're not used to that vibration. So when you're spending time with your family, with your loved ones, when you, you, you're you with the people that you'd most like to love unconditionally, that you'd most like to share the joy with, when you're with those people and your vibration is in uh, blaming, shaming, regret, disappointment, all that negativity. This is the ideal time for you to practice. So you can't practice from the ego. You can't practice to show I'm better than everyone else. Because that's pure ego. So even though it may seem like you're being loving and kind everybody will know that what you're really doing is you're demonstrating your deep insecurity and a need to overcome that by practicing superiority, spiritual superiority. And that's not helpful. It's just not helpful. It's not helpful to you. It's not helpful to you because it just affirms the deep, deep insecurity. So... Our way is a different way. That's what A Course in Miracles says. And it completely shifts everything when we are willing to rely upon that higher Holy Spirit self. Hey, I I could go on and on and on about this because I'm so passionate for it. <laughs> but I gotta go. So I'd like to, before I say a prayer, I'd just like to say, Masterful Living Registration is open the New Year Reboot program is a bonus. You can get New Year Reboot. It's on a half-price special till uh, last day is December 26. So come check out Masterful Living. Book an exploratory call if you have questions. It's a free call with one of the spiritual counselors. They'll answer any questions that you have. Come try us out. This is the year. This is going to be the most extraordinary year of our lives. Let's do it together. Let's just be that loving vibration and transform our family dynamics, our history, our ancestry. We can do it when we let spirit do it. I place my hand on my heart and I'm grateful and thankful that the infinite field of love is what we are. We're already there. We are grateful to become comfortable with that higher vibration of love and compassion. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let the healing be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Oh, I love you. And thank you for year-end donations and contributions. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All donations are tax-deductible. I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful holiday. Mwah. <laughs>